everyone and welcome to the year was the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question hey who invited you like seriously why are you here i'm your host michael montalvo for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to find out what makes today truly unique in this episode we examine the events that occurred november 11th today is armistice day which is a day of remembrance there are actually a few countries that observe it and it's important because it effectively ended the great war the great war being world war one the road up to it began after the Moroccan crisis where they sought independence and the Bosnian crisis where Austria-Hungary took over Bosnia and angered Serbia. Tensions were understandably high and it all culminated in the assassination of Franz Ferdinand by two Serbian terrorists in 1914. What followed was a great war on a global scale that would result in over 16 million dead. But it was today that the powers that be got together and at 11 o'clock on the 11th day of the 11th month, the war was over and the world began to get on with their lives as best they could, some better than others. In war, death is inevitable, and there would be times when soldiers would be buried by fellow soldiers or local people, and sometimes they would not be identified when put into their new grave or when removed from it. But I'm getting slightly ahead of myself. Armistice was declared on November 11, 1918, and what that meant was that after four years and 106 days, the world agreed to stop fighting. In the immediate time after, peace talks began, and on June 28, 1919, the Treaty of Versailles was signed. The treaty, for those who don't know, codified peace terms between the Allies and the Central Powers. This would actually set the groundwork for World War II, but that's another episode. On November 11, 1920, two years after the armistice, the United Kingdom dedicated the grave of the unknown warrior. Several unknown bodies were brought to Westminster Abbey, where an officer made a random selection for the unknown who would be buried to represent those who had died unknown. The bodies not chosen were later reburied. France followed soon after with remains buried at the Arc de Triomphe in January 1921, and then on March 4, 1921, the United States Congress authorized the burial of an unknown soldier to be laid to rest in the plaza of the Memorial Amphitheater in Arlington National Cemetery. Four unknowns were exhumed from American cemeteries in France, and the final selection was made by Distinguished Service Medal recipient, Army Sergeant Edward F. Younger. The year was 1921, and on this day, November 11th, Body bearers from the United States Army, Navy, and Marine Corps transported the body of an unknown to its resting place at the dedication of the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. On November 9th, the body of the unknown was selected and laid to rest in state for two days. 90,000 visitors lined up to pay their respects. The body was then transferred by the body bearers. The Marine Corps band played the national anthem, which was followed by two minutes of silence. President Harding addressed the crowd and placed both the Medal of Honor and the Distinguished Service Cross on the casket. Then, foreign dignitaries in attendance placed their own medals onto the casket. 
On the east front of the amphitheater, battery cannons fired three salvos, which I guess means simultaneously, and the casket was lowered. A bugler played taps, and a 21-gun salute was made. In 1956, President Truman signed a bill to select a soldier from World War II and Korea and lay them to rest at the tomb in order to pay respects to the unknowns from those wars. It would take another two years, but in 1958, the selection ceremonies and internment occurred. For the World War II selection, it proved to be a bit more challenging since the war was fought on multiple continents. Eighteen unknowns were selected, which was then narrowed down to two. Both unknowns were placed in identical caskets on board the USS Canberra, and Navy Hospital Men First Class William R. Charette, a Medal of Honor recipient, made the selection, with the other given a burial at sea. For the Korean unknown, Army officials chose an unknown casket from four exhumed from the National Memorial Cemetery in the Pacific, located in Hawaii. These two unknowns were laid to rest May 30, 1958. Following this, after a war that divided the country, President Carter dedicated a plaque to commemorate those missing in action from the Vietnam War. By this point, DNA advancements had resulted in fewer unknowns, but still, President Reagan and the public wished to honor the Vietnam veterans, and a push was made to make a selection. On May 17, 1984, Marine Corps Sergeant Major Alan J. Kellogg, Jr., a Medal of Honor recipient, selected an unknown during a ceremony at Pearl Harbor. The body was transported to Arlington National Cemetery, where President Reagan would preside over the ceremony, present the body with a Medal of Honor, and deliver a eulogy. What was different about this unknown, however, was the previously mentioned advances in DNA. For 14 years, the unknown lay in the tomb, but on May 14, 1998, the body was exhumed to undergo mitochondrial DNA testing. This allowed scientists to identify the body as that of Air Force First Lieutenant Michael Joseph Blassie. Blassie had been shot down in Vietnam May 11, 1972, and at the request of his family, he was reinterned at Jefferson Barracks National Cemetery. With this discovery, the tomb's Vietnam unknown remained vacant until September 17, 1999, a day which happens to be the National POW MIA Recognition Day, where it was rededicated to honor all of the missing service members from the Vietnam War. The now-empty crypt is inscribed with the words, Honoring and Keeping Faith with America's Missing Servicemen, 1958-1975. to The tomb is guarded 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. When speaking to WUSA 9, Captain Harold Earls said, For us, it doesn't matter if it's a hurricane or if it's the coronavirus. We are always here. We are always guarding. I think it's important for us to show to this country that we haven't forgotten. What's so incredible about this is that since July 1st, 1937, there has been a guard on duty every second of every day. It goes without saying, but these guys are no joke. To earn a position as a guard, only those already enlisted may apply. And of them, you must be between 5 foot 10 and 6 foot 4, and look soldierly. You must pass a rigorous interview and a two-week trial program, and have a clean military record. 
During the two-week trial, you must memorize the cemetery's history and be able to recite the seven pages of information from memory, error-free. After the trial, you begin your training, and that can last up to a year. During this time, you must undergo five progressing tests. You must learn how to maintain weapons and your uniform, cadences, the steps, and the ceremonial processes of the guard change. You must learn the location of 300 veterans and the complete history of the cemetery. If you can pass the test and recite 35 pages of information error-free, then you are awarded the least awarded badge, the Tomb Guard Identification Badge, one so rare only about 400 currently wear it, and you become a part of the Old Guard. If you fail any portion of the testing, you are sent back to your company. Guards work in 24-hour shifts and live on-site at the cemetery. There are barracks underneath the tomb itself. From October 1st to March 31st, guards are changed every hour on the hour and every half hour from April 1st to September 30th. The changing of the guard begins by an announcement by the relief commander. The guard then marches 21 steps behind the tomb, turns, and faces north 21 seconds. Then, they take 21 steps down the mat and repeats the process. After the turn, a sharp shoulder arms movement is made which places the sentinel's weapon on the shoulder closest to the crowd. This is done to signify that the sentinel is always between the tomb and any potential threat. The sentinels are carrying fully functional weapons and will issue a warning if you get too close, but respect is expected at the tomb site. Even maintenance workers are no exception to this. A former sentinel recalled a story of a maintenance worker leaning on the tomb in a manner not related to work and getting cross-checked. The worker apologized and went so far as to offer a written apology. Because of advancements in DNA testing, many believe future unknowns are unlikely. The tomb itself is a marble sarcophagus with the carvings of Greek figures representing peace, victory, and valor, and is inscribed with the words, Here rest in honored glory an American soldier, known but to God. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer us in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.